It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast. Haima Black here with the members of Kill Hannah in the Q101 Lava Lamp Love Lounge. You guys just got done doing commentary for your new album, Wake Up the Sleepers. You're doing all sorts of preparation for this album. I've gotten to see a little bit of it, but you guys are going nonstop. I've never seen you this busy before. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's weird, you know, we're more fired up, I think, than we've ever been, you know, and this record, we did do, we started, I mean, it's coming out on, on Original Signal and Universal and we're getting the real big push that we need, but we started out straightforward like we may actually self-release this thing it's almost like the early days when we were when we were actually out working like crazy every single day flying for shows and stuff like we're kind of getting back to that mindset actually we're, we're, we're working like relentlessly on promo and everything for this record so which you've helped us a lot with He's, he's done a lot of the interviews for the um, special edition stuff, so we got to give you props, Haima. Well, you know what? I mean, I've known you guys for a long, long, long time. And like Matt said, you know, in the early days when I was first going to shows at the Metro, I would see you guys out. This is before I worked for Q101 or was working with local bands. I would see you guys out after so many shows, handing out flyers yourselves, and you could have a street team doing that. And you guys were so involved and so personally crazy, familiar <laughs> with your audience. You guys were connected yeah. to your audience and you've never lost that. And I always, even before I had any kind of music industry job, I always had so much respect for that philosophy that you guys had, that you were going to make this happen, and you weren't going to wait around for anybody to make it happen for you. You were going to go out, you were going to earn every fan, you were going to pass out CDs, you were going to bring people to your shows, and it's so great to see everything that has brought you guys. You know, I, I am so proud of the band to oh, see thanks, what's happened over the last you know, 10, 12 years everything you guys have done it's it's really great to see that you guys are touring europe it's it's inspiring you know i'm i'm very you can, happy you, i can listen to you talk for yeah. for days <laughs> <laughs> dreams do come true <laughs> yeah that, that, that was an evil evil time but it was i mean we just had no i didn't feel like we had a choice we're like what else are we gonna do you yeah. know and uh yeah, especially and, being in chicago there's not just trying to get anyone's attention here as far as record label wise back then was next yeah. to impossible. I do, and I do remember, like, the, I was struck by the irony actually recently because of, of the fact that we were out there and we were handing out flyers and still at the same time, the, the kind of indie community in Chicago it kind of was kind of divided on us because I think we did a lot in terms of our image and our stage show and stuff and stuff that was considered maybe not authentic you know maybe a little too contrived and the, the irony is like do you have you any idea what we do yeah, yeah we're, we're independent yeah we're yeah. The, yeah we're the biggest indie band you've ever heard of like we do all our own t-shirts all our own promo all our own flyering and stage and and releases you know we put out three independent releases on our own label so so it is funny to look back at that time and and to think of where we are now and it's, it's a relief to think that we don't have to necessarily stand in the snow anymore but <laughs> the new standing out i guess commenting on myspace and the stuff that elias does and a lot of the stuff we do interactive with the fans one-on-one -on -one online is kind of the new yeah. standing out in the rain <laughs> well, yeah it's funny like you know you, how you mentioned how we were like so close to our fans and it was that was before really the internet i mean that was mm -hmm. like the beginning of i think just like iChat and stuff like that you know just like aol messenger um, so that was really the only way to communicate with the fans, like, online back then. I remember a friend of mine in high school had one of the first Kilhanna fan sites. I think it was Nervegas.org. Oh, okay. I remember that one. And um, now he's, like, a publicist in New York with, like, all the hip indie bands, and it cracks <laughs> me up. But, uh, you know, that's another thing. You guys are so involved with your audience online, too. I look at Kilhanna.com and Kilhanna Collective and Twitter and your, you know, MySpace, and people, it's the same connection. It's the same thing. It's, it went from flying outside Metro and talking to people to connecting with them online. And I get the impression that your fans, even overseas, feel very 
connected and in touch with the band, you know, which yeah. I don't think everybody does. And just to, not not to really keep talking too much more about that, but just just for people out there to have a real visual of what that's like, it's not like the four of us kind of hanging out smoking, handing <laughs> out flyers. Like I remember literally walking on Belmont Avenue, like every stranger that walked by, not even the day of a show, just yeah, any yeah. day, and just like here, here's a flyer, you know, you gotta check out my band in, in a month. And people never ever heard of us. People literally like whip the flyer like <laughs> with the sharp corners, like right into my face. <laughs> And I'm standing there, like, and it bounce off my face, fall on the ground. I'd pick it up, and I'd try to give it to someone else. The Matt know? Devine story. Right. Never like, giving up the flyers. Well, I would never do that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how anyone would start a band now. Uh, we're, we're only doing it because everyone, like, there's no jobs at Jamba Juice, you know, because right. of a re- recession. Like, the people who work at Jamba Juice are keeping their jobs. We, we can't even get hired. Uh, this record, it's a mix of... A lot of new material and a little bit of old material. And I mean, I remember the original New York City Speed. What was kind of the thinking of bringing a couple of selections back that maybe people hadn't heard the first time around, save for like a couple diehards? Um, I don't know. It's just like, you know, we everyone loved New York City Speed. I don't know how yeah. that demo got leaked in the first place or how anyone heard it. But, um, you know, it got out I there. do. I can tell you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do it? Did well, you no, I, when... Uh, you know, back when the internet was still kind of young, I was looking looking at stuff online, and I looked at Chris Holmes' website, and he had this MP3, uh, and we played it on Local 101, and I remember Matt coming up to me at, like, I think Watusi, and him being like, how did you hear that song? Did you play that on the radio? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we, we premiered it on Local 101. He's like... How did you find out about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Chris yeah. Holmes put it online. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it was it was always a song that you know we loved, and actually a lot of our fans and you know record label people you know liked it a lot. But we just never knew how to make it um, a rock song, you right. know, because it was such a, an electronic song, you know. And I think on this album, where electronic music is now, it's it's a lot more rock format with like you know bands like Mastercraft or even if you want to call them a band, but you know Mastercraft right. and Justice and like that, where they're electronic bands, but they still like kick ass. You know? Yeah, Justice and is super heavy. Yeah, super they're heavier heavy. than most rock bands. Yeah, yeah. Right now. So taking that and putting that into you know and making it almost the electronics made it a rock song, and then you know we kind of all started mimicking kind of the bass line, you know, with bass and then um, you know the guitar, the guitar wails and everything. You know? Yeah. And w- I mean, one reason we put some of those old songs on there, and not it's not like they're old, but right. one reason we made some choices like that is just because we could, because this is like our record, like this is the first time in years where we didn't have an A&R person imposing their agenda on us and making choices with us. So there's really no one to say, you can't do that. <laughs> so we just did it, you know, because we wanted to, because we, we love the songs. And it was a matter of time, too. I mean, we only had a month to record, yeah. and, you know, just looking at our song catalog that we did have, you know, that was one of the, the standout tracks was like New York City Speed, so... We kind of just didn't care if it was an older song that no one, you know, some people heard. Yeah, it was either going to yeah. be that or a cover of Hip to be Square and, <laughs> and, and, and narrowly, narrowly beat it out. You guys had a lot of freedom. You had a lot of the ability to make your own choices. And that almost wasn't even by choice. But was it exhilarating or were there times where you're like, I wish someone could make this decision for us? Or is this how you want to operate from now on? We kind of don't, we just don't make decisions, you know, (laughs) when when we're faced with them, we just wait, we wait until the last second and then we push it back a few days and then (laughs) no one really, I mean, we were in a hotel on this last tour trying to decide what songs are going to be in the record and since we couldn't decide all of them just ended up on there. (laughs) That's true. We're probably the worst group of people in the world to ever make a decision together. (laughs) Even obvious things where the answer is obvious, we will deliberate and deliberate and then make a choice. 
and then disappear, and then there'll be like an email at like two a.m. Like I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. the more I think about it, you know, and, and then it, <laughs> it wasn't always that way though. And I don't yeah. know. I think Garrett might have had some of the, um, you know, like the like he would never say anything, but then like he would say that one thing and be like, okay. And then we just move on, yeah. you know. It's it kind of like, true. Yeah, he did. But have also, it. there's a couple of times when you it just went... start calling him at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you listen to this? <laughs> well, the thing is, also, I think we're kind of uh, we're kind of smart in a way, and that makes it harder. Like, I've always thought if we were total knuckle scraping, like Southside new metal band, like your decisions are easy. You know, it's right. like, hey, do you want do you want this cover? No, man, it's gay. <laughs> You're like, hey, do you want do you guys want to tour with this band? No, they suck. Just and then, base then everything it, on whether it's gay or not. Yeah, it'll right. save you a lot. of yeah. Yeah, instead we're like, well, I can see this angle, and to be fair, it is possible that there could be an, an advantage to doing it this way. Yeah. It's like we know a little too much, just enough about too many things. You're about to go on tour with She Wants Revenge shortly. You're going to be on the road with them. Are you excited to be out there playing new material finally? Have you been waiting to be able to get these songs out there to people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we played some uh, new songs on the last record, but I think this um, next tour, it's the first time we've gone on a tour with a band that's like kind of indie or electronic. Mm-hmm. In a really long time, so it's going to give us the freedom to maybe even play some old songs, you know, and incorporate some of the new songs that we haven't been able to play because we've been on tour with like rock bands for so right. long, and they're like the first like kind of like indie kind of band um, that we've been touring with in a, in a really long time. Yeah, dude, I'm so psyched to see them. But the tour itself is going to be a real wild card for us because not only is it new songs, Dan is missing part of the tour because uh, uh, Dan is getting married in Chicago, so. Lot of, so he's uh, off the market. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Weiss. A lot of like collective gasps around the city. <laughs> off the market, ladies and gentlemen. I know. Off the market. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dan Dan's getting married and so he for his honeymoon he's missing part of this tour. We're actually flying in from New Orleans to ambush his wedding. But so so anyways, without him for part of the tour, with a fill in for him and new songs, I'm really excited. I'm also really kinda nervous because I don't know how we're gonna pull this off. But I'm gonna be laughing on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it feels you know, like you know, you know where I'll be the first <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be you'll be in Italy laughing your ass off. <laughs> it kinda looks like with this whole process from the recording lineup changing to the touring lineup changing to not having very much time to record these songs, reworking old songs, you know, working in separate studios at like breakneck paces. This entire experience, it's almost like Kill Hannah are like you're reinventing your entire band and experience because it's not business as usual on any level in any area. Right. Band, That's exactly like. what we're saying. I mean, in, in the past, we've had the ability to kind of coast in a sense, like not necessarily, I mean, we have a great label now is very very capable i think what's changed though is that we used to have so much faith in everybody to do things this now this now instead is like we don't want to risk anything not only do we love working hard and not only do we love micromanaging every single component of it but it's really just we know that if this doesn't connect in a huge way this record the way we know it will and the way we're envisioning it there's no one to blame but ourselves so right. so we're 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 fired up like we're like 16 again, you know. Plus, Elias is totally, totally neurotic. Well, I know he's the cheerleader of the band. He is. Yeah, definitely cheerleader. Well, definitely you know. cheerleader of the band. <laughs> you know, it, it was weird. It's all the sleep he gets. He's, right, he's, I know. He's I got know. all the so, energy because yeah. he's. Well, I, you know, I joined the band about three years ago, actually. Exactly. And, um, you know, at the time, I mean, it was just three years of touring. So I never got to go in the studio with these guys and stuff like that. I was really excited to finally play on an album. 
because yeah. I've been playing so many of their songs, and I was like, oh, I just want to go in the studio and been playing Garrett's parts, parts. for so long. I love I love Hammond. By the way, he's he's a wonderful player. Have so. you ever slept with your snare drum in the bed with you? Tell me the truth. <laughs> Always. There was a point where. I was thinking, well, I wonder if this is actually going to gel in the studio now because I've just mm-hmm. been on tour with them for three years, and I, we've never jammed. Or you it's know. like one of those couples where they wait until the marriage to have sex. That, and yeah. on the wedding night, they're just like, like wait, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> right, right, right. That, that's what we said. <laughs> right, right. Actually, that's what I said when Elias showed up for his first oh, audition. This is, wait, wait, this oh. is a funny. Story. Yeah. <laughs> well, not. I mean, it's not a big deal, but we were auditioning drummers and we had a big audition like people flew in from all over and it was, it was a pretty formal kind of audition at superior street studios and elias comes right from the airport from phoenix steps out of a, out of a taxi at the rehearsal space and i'm like what is that <laughs> i'm like please tell me that's not elias steps out of the steps out of this he's wearing baggy big baggy pants over gigantic, like I don't know, what, green what kind lace of skate shoes, huge green elephant lace. Like, yeah, what kind of what, what's that shoe company that's really awful? I think it's America or Etnies uh, <laughs> no, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah time King, to hit warp tour. <laughs> yeah, kangaroos yeah. or something. And I don't even know what he's wearing up top. He had a baseball hat on sideways. He's slouching over. Like <laughs> I was a, in a Xanax like coma. An I, I just, I, I, yeah, I he, hate flying, so I so I take pills. Yeah, on the plane he, he looked, I'm just like, picturing the cover of like the Mark Tom and Travis show. Like Blink One Eighty Two, where like oh. take off your pants and jacket. No, no yeah, that's, even worse. Yeah. But it, but it also, he looked like a garbage pail kid, you know. <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, yeah. he's like, hey guys, oh, I'm so happy to meet you. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, this is gonna be such a waste of everybody's time. <laughs> and like, sure enough, it turns out I learned only later, Elias is terrified of flying. Like he only. Flew out because he wanted the gig so bad, um, but instead, so he so he had so to take badly. a ton of Xanax yeah. Yeah. to pass out, and he was just coming from the airport, so that's why he was so sleepy and so like dumpy looking, <laughs> and uh, and it turns out, and I only learned later, and I thought it was touching. I'm like, oh, you you've battled your biggest fear to yeah. come and play with us, and of course now it's he's so inspiring. And then it's yeah. like yeah. his like second show was playing Carson Daly. Yeah. Wow! Like, so he was terrified. No, yeah, oh, he was terrified. Yeah. Thrown right in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we jammed for a total of maybe three hours as a full band, and then it was right on tour. We had like a radio show in, in Ohio, in yeah. Col- and that's when we we did, played you that show. Up on I stage. threw up on stage. Threw up food <laughs> poisoning from drinking carrot juice, and that's not, and that's not uh, a lie. Juice. It was actually yeah, carrot juice. Right, name name the company. Boathouse Farms. <laughs> I, I, I saved the newspaper article. It was botulism. Anyway, but then after that, we had to drive. We had two days to drive to LA to do the Carson Daly show. So Elias got to sit in the van. Like he comes out on stage, we play one show. He's terrible because it's his first show. Yeah. I'm throwing up all over the place. And then we sit in the van for like 40 straight hours going to LA. And then he's got to play on television. And he almost had a panic attack. Yeah, wow. In fact, he did have a panic yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much did. And and I mean, I just felt I felt so sick. I think you were having a panic attack from, the, from 2007 right, right. to 2008. I think that makes sense. But you know, I was at the you know at the time my two best friends Andy and Tim um, I was calling them and I was like dude I'm so nervous they're like what's what's wrong with you just just play the drums just do it. I was like I don't know this is so intense this is so crazy I've never been in a situation like this where it was just boom 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 I barely knew these songs and right after that I mean I played that show and then and Andy, Andy and Tim by the way that's Tim who's now in 30 Seconds to Mars and Andy who's now in Marilyn Manson yeah. Yeah. Nine Nail. oh no Marilyn Manson yes. yeah. you guys have been doing this for a long time you've seen so much when is the Kill Hannah autobiography tell-all book gonna come out you know you know it's funny it's like we had my, it better burned in the bus fire, yeah. actually. <laughs> my, my friend chris, it told everything yeah. my friend chris is like god you guys just keep going like 
everything else that would make a band break up, you just keep going through. Like, what motivates all you guys like to lemmings. keep going? You're <laughs> yeah. like Superman. It just, keep, it's just people like, shoot at him and just bounces off. I mean, literally, we have had a lot uh, happen in this band. I mean, and a lot of it has to do with just the band's been, you know, together for a really long time. And Matt started it in 95. I think, I think it's just the balance from whatever reason the universe does this. Like, we balance an incredible experience with a bad experience. So just when you think, like, dude, how are we possibly going to overcome this? Suddenly, like, one of the best things ever happens to us. And, you know, and it's just hard. It's hard to... I mean, it's not hard, I should say. Like, when we go on tour, we go to Europe and we're doing sold-out shows around Europe come here and do it's just every show is another chance to I mean it's just it just renews you it's it's impossible to think of letting go of that ever you know yeah and even but, we've been doing it so long it's like we don't know what else, else would you do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a horrible reason to keep doing it I, I, I don't want to make it sound like that I mean this was really our chance like we saw this record that that you're gonna start playing I think here like this was our chance to really step up and say like this is the record like this is what we've always always wanted to make and that's that's the greatest motivation there is you know so I mean how could you you have a chance to to put out a record that that's your message to the world you know i mean you're gonna let like a stupid bus fire uh <laughs> near-death experience <laughs> little thing like you know? everything you own burning yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah or well, being or being dropped from a label or, sued, like, or being sued or dating a member in the band and breaking up with her or having a member pass away but anyway we should do an autobiography but yeah. but i need a ghostwriter yeah, right here, dude. You're Let's perfect. see. Yeah, you've seen it you all. Got the job. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Molly, Molly crew already. Uh, Molly crew already took the the name Dirt for their autobiography. So, <laughs> well, it's funny. It, what after, would ours after, be called? Remember when you read that book? Yeah, that's when Matt like started acting like a rock star. <laughs> the, the TV, like Matt uh, comes in one night all like drunk in Florida after he just read the read the dirt, and he comes in and he like tosses the TV over, and we're like all of us are like just hung out for the night like in the hotel room, and he comes home from like going out and he throws the TV on the ground and it doesn't break. I'm like, all right, Matt, you really did that one in. We put it, we put it back up, and then he does it again, yeah. you know. And then like the next day, like Good our tour manager's like, hey, uh, Matt, the um, uh, you know, hotel manager wants to speak with you, and he's like, "What about?" <laughs> the TV was like that when I was in here. No, that was yeah, that was. It's so hard to be rock and roll these days. He's like, "You've got to, we've got to step it up for the book." Right? Yeah. yeah, well, that yeah, you've got to take license with that story because the truth is not that interesting. <laughs> Damn, slightly dinged up a TV, and then I think I threw some chicken wings at a lampshade, which I had to pay for, and then I splashed some coffee on a wall, and then I tried to knock over an ice machine, but that's when I passed out, was pushing, trying to this push it. This sounds like the Jonas Brothers on, like, a sugar rush. And by the way, he's doing this by himself. There's no one around. No one's cheering him on. Yeah, no like, one's cheering I see on. everybody just looking at him like... Really? Yeah, you guys are just, you just eventually, we have we had a couple of hotel rooms, they just locked the hotel rooms, and I was just in the hallway going nuts. Like, <laughs> it's all watching forensic files outside oh the hall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Matt's having Hannah. his Motley Crue book written for him. Oh, oh and then that conversation was awful the next day. Like, <laughs> how you feeling? Really bad. You still don't, well, you don't still tell it that. What the bill was, do you? What? You, you, wouldn't oh, yeah. tell me, you wouldn't tell me how much you had to yeah, pay for He had to pay for the TV. It was 500 <laughs> yeah, And it was like a Magnavox. What, what kind of TV? It was like a Magnavox. Like a 27-inch <laughs> tube TV. Yeah. You can get those well, on Craigslist any day of the week for like 35 said, like they said, you owe us 500 bucks. That's what we paid for. I go, well, first of all, no, you didn't. <laughs> and second of all, I could go to the store and buy you a better one for 100 bucks right now. And they're like, no, we need 500 bucks. I go, all right, well, if I'm paying 500 bucks for this Wang TV, then, like, you better let me take the TV because it still works. Yeah. 
And he goes, no, you can't take it. And I'm like, okay. And there's a cop there, too. It's a small town, so the cop was in cahoots with him. And they're just cahoots like, Cahoots you know. with them. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he stay in that hotel recently again? <laughs> no, we drove right by oh, okay. Bur- Bur- Binghamton, New York. Oof. Oh, all right. F.U. Binghamton. <laughs> I thought it was Florida. <laughs> F.U. <something>. forever. Yeah. <laughs> no, Florida was when we got blacklisted from uh, <laughs> that other club. I can't wait to read right. slash oh, yeah. possibly write this book. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kill Hannah, the new record is called Wake Up the Sleepers. You guys have seen it all. You've done it all. And it's been amazing to watch. And I've heard this record. I can't wait for everyone else to hear this record, for people to hear it on the road, and just see you guys for a new heart. Because I know yeah. it's going to be huge this year. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, we're we're starting to plan that now. So That's awesome. Yeah. Heimer Black, Dynasty Descent.